This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. So I've said it in a few interviews at this point that the point that I arrived at with Islam as a young man that was really exploring was that there is no doubt in my mind that Rasulullah is the Messenger of Allah, that he's receiving revelation and that the man's character is divine, the proofs of his prophethood are too many to ignore. And that was where my heart became settled uh, with Islam, even as someone that was taught about Islam growing up, that this man is Rasulullah This man is the Messenger of Allah. And it was through several points, you know, part of it's obviously the emotional and, and reading whatever was there of the seerah, you know, at the time, watching the message, uh, which was very impactful to me, you know, as, as a young man, just watching that movie and thinking, subhanAllah, what an amazing human being uh, he was. But how this connects specifically to my own journey, being the only Muslim in my context, as far as my circle of friends was concerned, and as far as what I consider to be socially fulfilling and how I used to, you know, think of myself as a very popular person within my context, right? And I was playing basketball and I had a lot of friends. I remember one particular proof that would have an immediate impact on me was the fact that Rasulullah gave up his social circle and his safety. You know, it wasn't just being estranged from the people when he stood up on Safa in the sense that people would call him crazy, but they would call him crazy and then eventually try to kill him. Going from being a Sadiq al-Amin, going from being the honest one, the trustworthy one, the truthful one, and having all the comfort that you had in Mecca, for him to be willing to relinquish that, where the probability from a purely worldly perspective of him gaining acceptance for his message was actually very, very low, right? Over a decade of rejection, even in Mecca, speaks to that. That to me was one of the most inspiring and enlightening moments for me as a teenager, because I thought to myself, what did the Prophet have to gain from a worldly perspective? What did he have to lose? And we usually talk about this from the perspective of, you know, he didn't he never got rich off of this message. Rasulullah never became a wealthy man. The Prophet never abused power. He never exploited power. He never became a tyrant. Rasulullah showed mercy to people that showed cruelty to him. All of that. And we talk about those as proofs from his character, his prophethood. But the fact that Allah reveals in the very early days, that your Lord has not abandoned you, your Lord has not forsaken you, speaks to how extreme the change in attitude towards him was. And for him to insist the way that he insisted, losing that social safety, again, from a predictability perspective, with very little hope from a purely worldly analysis of this ever-changing, is to me one of the most stunning proofs of his prophethood, because anyone that would have been analyzing that from a worldly perspective at the time, would have been saying, this is not going to end well for him. This is not going to end well for him. So for me, subhanAllah, it, it was sort of a crossroads where I came to the realization that he is the messenger of Allah. And then I also came to the very personal realization that, well, wow, I'm going to have to sacrifice everything now. My friends are not going to know me after this. They're going to look at me weird. I'm going to be 
excommunicated in ways. You know, and obviously that's not as difficult as someone who gets thrown out of their home or faces that from their family. But to me, it was a moment of clarity and it was also a moment of determination that whatever the social cost of this truth, know that the one who received the truth bore the greatest social cost. If you're benefiting from this content, then please make sure to click subscribe and make sure that you turn on your notifications.